Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins. We like to get together and we like to talk about Christ. Joined once again by my cousins, Christopher Mash. Yes, sir. Jeremy Hall. Hello, hello. And I'm Jeff Hall. And we've got another good episode tonight. We're going to be talking about the peace that we get through our relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're calling this a shelter in a time of storm. We're going to talk about the importance of leaning on Jesus during difficult times in our lives. We're going to discuss the unique peace that comes through our relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to also discuss why we believe it's important to turn to Jesus for direction in our lives, not only during good times, not only during the bad times, but, but, but the good times as well. So guys, this is a tough world we're living in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we were told that from the beginning. Uh, God never promised us an easy route through life. Uh, but I think a lot of people are out there searching for peace. And I think a lot of people are wanting to find that relationship that's going to mean something to them. And uh, we're here to talk tonight about why we think our relationship with Jesus is the way to go. So we're all searching for peace. Chris, where do we find true peace? Uh, God, Jesus. Um, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Good verse. Uh, <clears throat> I like how it mentions in there too, through prayer and petition, mm-hmm. and with thanksgiving, that we present our request to God. Um, that's that's pretty powerful. Well, I think it's, it's very important when you're when you're looking in these situations. When you're, when you're in a bad situation, you can focus so much on the problem at hand, right? This is what's you know bothering me. This is what you know is kind of holding me back. But but when you start thinking about you know, we sing a song at church called "Count Your Blessing," count your many blessings. That's right. That when you start focusing on all the things that you have been given, that you do start to find some kind of peace, and, and that peace is found through through prayer. Are you saying too, Chris, that perhaps it's important to instead of <clears throat> looking around at the things we don't have, that we focus on the blessings that we do have, and that we're thankful, like you said, that we're counting those blessings, and by so doing, we're less focused on other things that we shouldn't be focused well, on. Well, I know, I know, in my own <clears throat> life, and I'm sure you guys can speak of it too. Things haven't gone always as I expected no, them to. No, there absolutely been, not. There have been peaks and valleys, but I've also noticed lately as I've tried to grow more into a Christian that the valleys when I start praying about the the things that I do have I, I found more peace you will in those situations don't I mean it still gets to me sometimes and I you know I have to pray harder but I find peace and in, in, in prayer and, and thinking about the things and that I have I don't think God's gonna put us in a situation that he's not provided a means of escape from and I know like you said there's gonna be valleys in our lives there's gonna be difficult times but like you said, sometimes we just got to pray a little harder, and uh, well, if I but can, I think he's going to be there. Well, First Corinthians ten and thirteen: There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above what ye are able, but with, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye are able to bear it. So you, you, you got just it. said it perfectly, <clears throat> and he speaks about that. Jeremy, what, what, do you, how do you find peace, and why is it important? Uh, with your relationship with Jesus, how does that bring you peace? How do you, how do I find peace? It's just through God. 
You know, when you read Second Thessalonians 3.16, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. You know, when you're struggling, there's a lot of things, and we'll get into that probably. There's a lot of things people try to fulfill to make them feel better. And it's going to come up empty every time. And we'll get into that. Well, The most thing is, is prayer. I, I made that actual point here that true peace is never, ever going to come from possessions. It's nope. not going to come from fame or fortune. It's not going to come from anything that has earthly origins. And you can look at people who, you know, if we look at... I don't really choose... Wealth is a is a marker for you know for um, well peace for success. For success. Let's go ahead and um, talk about that now. Then some of the things some people look for peace for money. They think, oh, if I had more money, my problems would be solved. You know that's a common problem that people really do believe. Well, if I just had more money, well, you know there are, there's a lot of rich people out there that are miserable. Th th they're very miserable, and it doesn't take long to figure out. <clears throat> It's all a matter of perspective. I, I don't think this is in the Bible, but mo money, mo problems. <laughs> uh, well, well, I, I think maybe not stated like that. No, Chris, probably not. But I think we're told a lot about how uh, we need to keep our focus on heavenly things and not trying to store up treasures we, on this we, earth. We do. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that we, true we peace isn't coming from, from possessions. Because money doesn't fix anything, really. People will try, and there's other things. Alcohol is a good one. People will turn to alcohol. People will turn, myself included, to eating more. A lot of people shop, too. You know, there, there's some yeah. kind of I used to comfort get, level that comes from, your from brain ordering releases, stuff. Yeah, your brain releases like endorphins. endorphins. And, and after you get yeah. this item that you purchased, did it really make that big a difference? It was probably cool to open the box. Yeah, it's the act. But then after you got it's it, the act that know. creates it, the endorphins. It's, it's, yes, it's excitement. And then you got gambling. drugs. People, gambling. Yeah. Gambling. People Huge. turn to drugs. Here's another one. I was always told you're not going to find the answer in the bottom of that bottle. <laughs> no, it's true. Here's a and lot. You're not. Here's another that. one that people don't look at is a lot of people that's got tattoos and they keep, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with tattoos. I'm just saying a lot of people use that for the same reason as alcohol, overeating. To eat your feelings get away, masked. to yes, get masked, everything. They get that rush, and that's why you see a lot of people addicted to tattoos, and they just start getting them everywhere. I never thought about that. And it, uh, let me steer this back a little bit. That <clears throat> I'm not saying like you, like you weren't saying. There's nothing wrong with a tattoo, guys. There's yeah. nothing wrong with ordering something online or going to no, shop no, or anything like that. that. The problem is when. That's what you're trying to use to fulfill yourself. Yeah. You're using it to substitute instead of Jesus. And it's not going to work. Uh, we're yeah. told that. And I can tell you for a fact, guys, I don't know what it is, but when I open my Bible in the morning <clears throat> or the afternoon, whenever it is, and it might be five minutes that day, it could be, it could be an hour. But when I start reading through scriptures, I just feel better. Mm -hmm. it, it reorients my brain. It makes me realize and focus back to what is my purpose on this earth anyway. Yeah. It's not to gather up unto myself. Uh, it's to hopefully live such a way that when I die, I have the hope of eternal life. Well, I'm glad you 
said that because that's actually very a good saying what you did there. Because I obviously thought you was going to say, believe me, I got plenty of money. So, <laughs> You know, uh, if I were to say that, Jeremy, I would be uh, guilty of lying because uh, <clears throat> that's not the case. But, yeah, we read about how in uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, you know, the peace of God, it transcends all understanding. And he's going to guard our hearts and our minds through Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. Um just continuing on down the line here. Why why is it important that we take our troubles to Jesus? Who better to take them to? Right. You know, I mean. Well, he's a bomb to our souls, is he not? Yeah. yeah. He, he he's the one that can provide us with comfort and peace. He knows well, us inside and out. Well, I mean, he's the title. He is a shelter in the time of well, storm. What is First Peter? So go ahead. I'm sorry. First Peter 5 and 7. Yep. Go ahead. You go, uh, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. There you go. I mean, you can't get any simpler than that. But, yeah, he knows us, man. He knows our struggles. He knows what bothers us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our strengths. Yeah. Um, and we're told to, to to take our troubles to Jesus. So uh, here, here's a question for, for you guys. What do you think keeps people from just simply doing this? I mean, we're talking about it because, I mean, this didn't come overnight for me to do this. I'm I think it's sometimes. It's, it's taken a while for me to understand when I've gone through some some dark times. That it was a real, it was just as simple as, as trying to be a Christian again that has brought me happiness. When there's a lot people of people thought I was going through difficult, like yeah. they thought my life would be terrible. A lot of people run from truth, it scares them. And there could be situations where literally Jesus and his gospel has not been presented to those people. <clears throat> That's a possibility. That's true. I mean, but there are those of us like myself who, uh, you know. I tried to find peace in, in different ways, and uh, I'll tell you right now, it didn't work out. We're going to suffer, okay? We're going to. And, and here's here's Absolutely. the thing. Is suffering demonstrates the quality of our faith. Suffering reminds us how much we need Jesus and how we need to grow in our trust in him. We find him to be the good shepherd, as we talked about before, the good shepherd, who walks outside and wraps up his love during times of pain and uncertainty, the genuineness of our faith is exposed. It is easy for us to think that we are more mature in our faith than we really are. But trials teach us how to trust God in a deeper way. I think that's a good point. We have to, uh, I think our faith in some ways is maybe like a muscle. It gets strengthened with use. Absolutely. That's yeah. a, and that's it's something really good... where, you know, it atrophies if we don't use it. And it's something we're constantly working on. Yeah. But look at Paul. We're, we're jumping around. We're not really jumping around, but uh, here's something. And now we're talking about faith. If we go to God in prayer, we have to have faith. We have to truly believe that that He has the capability of answering those prayers, and we can't just give it lip service. When we're actually praying, we we have to focus on that and believe in our hearts that whatever it is that we ask for. And, he, he can provide that. And I'll, I know we're going to get into it here in a little bit, too. It's it's not always going to be the answer that you want. No. Many times no, it won't we'll be. We'll talk to it. That's It's it's the answer that fits his will, not what you think the solution is and what you're asking right. for. So yeah, I know we're getting into that in a little bit later. Yeah, we're so. just good points. But take your troubles to Jesus. His, you know, there's what... Uh, What's the verse, guys? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He's going to take care of us. He's our ch We're his children. Uh, he's going to help us. You know, those of us who suffer from anxiety, you know, I think a lot of us do. We have uncertainty about the future. Pray to Jesus. Talk to him about your troubles. And I guarantee you, 
He's going to help you. What, what's so there? Jesus is our example, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus will have stressing or had anxiety over what was to come in the Garden of Gethsemane. We know he did because on three different occasions yes, that he night he asked the cup he if it could be to pass from to him. God. As a matter of fact, he was so stressed about it, he was sweating blood. Yes. Which is actually a real thing. It is. So oh, there's no question. And and uh, but if Jesus could not feel like he didn't take it on himself, he took it to God, the Father. And he was stressed. So therefore if he's gonna get stressed, we're all gonna struggle with it. I make a point sometimes when I'm uh, <clears throat> when I'm asked to to deliver a prayer for the Lord's Supper. We all know about Jesus' physical trials during that time, the scourging, the actual being hung from the from the cross. But, you know, he also went through a lot of mental anguish as well. Oh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> and the way I like to turn that back is that because he went through that mental anguish, he can help alleviate yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like the mental anguish he went through is worse than, and it's hard to say that. I didn't experience the physical or either one, but the mental anguish that he had to go through was worse than than what, what it's he incredible <clears throat> now, guys, do, you, yeah. do you guys ever feel like even with some of these anxieties everybody's anxieties are, are you know what's big to me is not big to Jeremy what's big to Jeff is not big to to me you know what I mean but but it's it's big in our own personal accord do you ever feel like sometimes you're not worth even asking there are times when I feel like maybe the thing that's bothering me is not worthy of an actual prayer offering, you know, to Jesus. Right. It seems so that we can't look at it. I, I don't think no, that's the I'll case. I struggle with that. I'll, I'll tell you, I struggle with that that part we of it. We all have anxiety, and yeah. I think that's the common denominator of being a human being. And the weaknesses that we have as humans, we're all going to have, we're, you know, and I'm going to touch on this in just one second. Why it is that we worry, Jeremy? Why is it we worry? No, I, I'm going to touch on that. You were wanting to make okay. a point. My point is Every time you feel like you're not worthy enough, Jesus didn't have to get on that cross. No. He said no. he could have called his armies of 10,000 10, angels, 10, angels, and he could have very easily escaped all that. But guess what? He did it for you. He did it for you. He did it for me. He did it for everyone out there listening. And here's the thing. He did more in one day hanging on a cross than you can ever hope to do for yourself absolutely oh yeah that anyone everyone combined could do oh yeah yeah it's just it's just sometimes you get those thoughts and in the reason i share that is because you know if you're going through something and then sharing your troubles with jesus is important because it may not seem like a big deal to some people but if it's causing you anxiety bring it up to him well the bible tells us to pray for everything everything yeah. we do and all things pray never think something's too small if you think oh I got a toothache right now. Pray about it. Why not? And I Take think all that, your troubles to God. That that that's the natural. Uh, we should just talk about that. I was going to ask you guys what does the Bible say about prayer and peace, and are they related, and how? And I think you just touched on it. Uh, we're told to pray uh, without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Take our troubles to him, and uh, he's our deliverer. He's going to help us out through those times. Oh, yeah. First uh, Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I think Chris hit that one earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of these we're going to hit over again. And exactly, but Philippians yeah. 4, 13 is a very popular verse. I've got it on my one. page like three Same times. Yep. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. 
But I want to jump back real quick. Uh, Chris was talking about anxieties and worries, and this is not unique, guys, and, and it, so much so that Jesus addressed this. I, I'm going to read a quick passage for you here. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 6 and start with uh, verse 25 and read through the end of the chapter. He says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat, the body more than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap. They don't gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. And that end of the, the reading. But I go back to that a lot because I, I worry about stuff, guys. I do too. Yeah, you go you know, uh, <clears throat> keeping food on the table and, and you know, uh, taking care of everything that we've got going on in life. And uh, sometimes it becomes overwhelming. But then I take peace in knowing that, you know what? If I focus on what I should be focused on, God's going to see to me. He's going to take care of my needs. And that really does relax me. Uh, and we've had, <coughs> in just our, our family and stuff, that, and our family's not perfect or anything like no, that. No, who's this? What we've seen, but, but I've had good examples from, <clears throat> excuse me, my grandmother, things like that. They were very Christianly people that that, that fell true. They never wanted for anything. I mean, they weren't rich or and anything I'll say like this, that. But they just uh, they had faith. They were not people of means. No. Okay. But that doesn't mean mean anything at all. Well, here's a good example. When Jesus was walking on water and Peter sees him and first they think he's a ghost and he calls Peter out to him. When Peter was focused on Jesus, he was walking on water. Mm -hmm. What happens? He turned his head, started looking around at the horizon. He started looking at the water. He starts sinking. That's what we do every day. As long as we stay focused. Not these worldly matters, I promise you, within two weeks, three weeks, a month, six months, you won't remember them. Stay focused on Jesus and everything that, you know, he if you take your you. eyes off Jesus, you might start to sink. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really that's, good, uh, I good one there. What is the peace that passeth all understanding? <clears throat> that's a good one. Now, we read you that. A tongue twister uh, for me. I've got a theory on it, but Jeremy, anything to add? What was this again? Uh, what is the peace that passeth all understanding? Well, how would you describe <laughs> that? It's Once again, I could go with Philippians 4 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I can say this, what is surpass? I've got a definition just to make sure. Surpass means to have above, over the top, exceed, or rise above. You know, so We're talking about extreme peace here. Do you, yes. Do you think that we're not capable of understanding it? Of, of what they're talking about in this? Is it passes 
our our, our ability of understanding is limited. Here's the thing: so it passes our what we can have as as yeah. understanding. And maybe you're right. We don't have we that don't level have of the, peace. Maybe we don't. We don't have the capability it. to to. I mean, you, I think we can from time to time. <clears throat> I think we might touch it a little bit, but sometimes the worries of the world get overwhelming, and we sink back away from that. Because there's times we've all been like, "Hey, I got a flat tire, late for work," you know, and. Uh, water just blew up in my house and it's all over the place <laughs> and some days you're like oh well we'll just are, are we'll just fix it we just we'll just it, it'll fix itself we'll get it took care of and you don't worry about it and there's other days you have less stress but there's just the world is just like just like you know hitting on a rock just pecking away at it a little bit and i'm telling you when it's i gonna, like kind of going back those days valleys even that's when I feel like I get more peace from reading the Bible. Oh, yeah. And I kind of, the way I've looked at the peace that passeth all understanding, maybe I, I can't fully understand it, but here's what I do understand. When I put aside earthly desires, when I instead concentrate on the great gift of salvation that we have through Jesus, I start to realize really how lucky and blessed I am. So my definition, or for me, the peace that passeth all understanding is it's knowing that through the grace bestowed upon us, through the blood of Jesus Christ, that through that death and sacrifice, I have the hope of eternal life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the peace that passeth all understanding. Yeah. And I think about Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Yeah. That's a comfort to me. Oh, yeah. And it's hard for us sometimes as human beings to really lay our burdens at Jesus' feet. If we trust Jesus that he's going to take care of us, mm-hmm. why do we continue to worry about stuff? Because we're human. I know. That's but well. sometimes I think, I'm, I've, I've I need asked, to work on my faith. I've asked this question before. Is it a sin to worry? No, I don't think it's so. It's specified it, it's, in there. I think he addresses it for he, her he reasons. Once again, Jesus was sinless, and Jesus worried, and he prayed three times. I mean, he was worrying so much, once again, that he was sweating blood. And we he, know you know, he sinless. for those of you who may not be aware, Jesus is essentially God in human form. Yes. yes. And the fact that he had these human conditions that we have, that he was so oh, worried about He this. struggled with everything we do. Well, that's the whole but reason he made he it without sin, because yeah. we couldn't go back and say like, "Oh, Jesus never went through that." Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? Wow. That's we've got that we've got that example of how to live. Yeah, perfectly. and I think again, we, we got to. I'm sorry, Chris. No, you're good. You're good. Working on our faith, and we know that prayer is essential to finding peace. That we have to talk to God. We're, he tells us that we need to go to Him and ask Him. There's much that He will give us if we simply ask for it. And I'm going to reference 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Now, now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Yeah. We know he can do all things. And there's, there's, there's peace that comes from that. Let me ask you this. You might have this on here. If you do, I apologize. I don't know if I do or not. How does one pray? Maybe we should touch on that a little bit. Go for it. And you think, 
I close my eyes. And I'll tell you this. Are you talking about the physical, like how do you I'm talking about do it? Like in how your, do you pray and talk to God? Not how is the prayer, but how do no, you I'm, like no. start the where you where setting, whatever you want to do. Here's my thing: is nobody really ever explains this in church. I've noticed, but in my opinion, you know, how do you you just talk from your heart? You tell God. Your worries and your doubts. I pray driving down the road, Jeremy. You can, you can, and that's what I'm saying. Well, it but says this pray is good. Ceasing. It, it, it does, but I'm saying there's a lot of people. When I first got back in the church, I didn't know what to do. I don't I think you like, have to go in a Ugh. special closet that you constructed and get down on one knee and none of that. I think as long as the focus is there, the focus. Yeah, I've thought about it too. Should I be on my knees? In well, prayer? not even that. I'm just talking about how is. Well, I approach God? God in prayer through humility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but when you do it. You you talk from your heart. Oh, absolutely. You know you're not. That's why I say when you're praying, you need to have faith that what you're praying for can oh, be yeah. answered. Oh yeah. That the power of Jesus Christ can grant that. Oh yeah. Now whether we talked a little bit, but sometimes He won't grant the prayers. That no, we I think for. you when you pray, you need to to humble yourself to the fact that you may get a different, like I said, a different answer, or you, you need to pray for something for the situation that God's going to respond to in his way. He's okay, going to fix it Chris. his way. What about unanswered prayers? And God does loves. Jesus always give us what we want? And if not, why? Because well, it might not be what we need. It's not necessarily <laughs> part of God's plan. I say that much like our earthly fathers try to look out for us and Try to direct our paths and try to keep us out of trouble. Our Heavenly Father is the same way. He knows what's good for us. And I think He also knows sometimes that uh, we're probably going to maybe ask for something that may not be good for us. And the problem, we might even know at that time that it wasn't good for us. And I'm going to ask both of you, are there situations in your life where you look back on something that you really desired (coughs) and realize that had you been given that, that it would not have been good for you. Oh, oh yeah, jobs, <laughs> uh, jobs yeah. for me. All like I stuff, thought man. I really wanted, like this one job, and to find out it would have sent me to Pakistan. To <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not military. I'm not it's military. incredible. Like I look but, back in my life, <laughs> yeah. and that's what's so. <laughs> listeners, when we tell you to put your faith in Jesus Christ and that your peace is going to come from Him, we absolutely mean it. I can look back on my life and in so many areas, and I notice, I know for a fact, his hand was in it all. He has been guiding me from day one. Uh, I mean, most of us we can't just can't see, see beyond, it at times. No, that's and, the thing. We can't see beyond our own like comprehension about of the this. situation. Isaiah is it chapter fifty-five? He, he he states that my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. He's he's on a higher level than us. So we're not always going to understand what his plan is for us. But to circle back here, we don't always know what his plan is. But are you receptive to it when it comes? Are you really, truly going to give your life over to Jesus? And wherever he points you, you're going to go. Are you willing to do that? I would hope so. I would hope I'd recognize it. Because I pray a lot of times not for... Wealth and money and this and that. You want to pray for? I pray for peace. Peace. I really do. Like, Lord, give me peace of mind. And I do ask Him sometimes, if it be Thy will, if You don't mind, once in a while, kind of clue me in 
on, on what, where you're taking me with this because I really don't know some days. But I just, you, you know, I have faith, though, that even though I don't know which way God's going to point me, that I know he's taking care of me and I know he's guiding me through that. So that alone gives me oh, yeah. gives me peace. So. I agree. And back to that, are are we receptive to the answers that that Jesus gives us? And are we truly willing to allow Jesus to direct our lives? Can you call your prayers earnest if you don't accept the answer you're given to the situation? Like, if you're praying just for the answer that you want? Yeah, I think if you're praying for the answer that you want, maybe the wrong way to approach it. Correct. Because the answer I want probably is not the right answer. And does that go to what you were saying about how to pray? Jeremy, you said yeah. speak from your heart, but yeah. your heart has desires. It does. That's all you can ask for. Whether God grants those requests, if you're requesting. Prayer is also, the thing is here, we, prayer is also, like sometimes we we use God, and I've done it. I'm not saying anything. I've done it. I do it all the time, and I'm sorry for it. That we use God like a genie in a bottle. Oh, let me just pull this bottle out, rub it, get my three wishes, ask for my three wishes. Maybe sometimes when we pray, we shouldn't even ask for anything. Maybe we should just give thanks for everything that we have. You know, you've led me. Get. You've led me to another point, Jeremy. With that, why is it important that we lean on Jesus during the good times as well as the bad? So we all know. It seems like when people like a death or somebody's gravely ill, that's when you see a lot of people who you didn't even really know even acknowledge God we're praying for you you know we're asking God to help and that's great that's what he's there for he will help us why is it important also though to lean on Jesus during good times why you go yeah, why? Go ahead. I can all I can say is it's always good to have Jesus around because you never know when you're, you you're always need him there's never but here, here's the thing I can say and it's not really you don't see somebody that's very well off. And, and I'm not saying for everyone, but you don't see a lot of people that are very well off, have plenty of money. You don't see them praying much to God. You don't see them needing God because they don't think they need God. When a person is struggling more, you see them praying more because that's the only time you think about it. But you don't think about God, and I've done it. You know, it's kind of like that. What was that old picture they used to have with the footprints in the sand? Oh, when yeah, I was yeah. He was there with you the whole time. He's and there you the whole time. He carried you and all that. But yeah. we don't think about him being there when times okay. are good. You know what I mean? So here, I have a theory that I think Jesus is a whole lot more than just a life raft. Oh yeah, he he's is. not just a life raft that when you know you've gone overboard, so to speak, in your oh, life, yeah. that uh, he's going to throw you the life raft and drag you back in. He may certainly do that, but here's my argument, or my thought at least, on why I think it's important to lean on Jesus during the good times. When things are good, that's another great reason to go to Jesus and give thanks, to give him thanks for the blessings of this life that he's given us. And I think far too often a lot of people, uh, they want to self-exalt. They want to exalt themselves and, and, and credit themselves for their successes in life. And it's because of their intelligence and knowledge and hard work and their work ethic and their drive. Well, you know, maybe that all those things were granted to you through Jesus. They were. 
that's why I'm saying it's like, you know, don't just sit around and wait till something bad happens to try to, to create a relationship with Jesus Christ. No, because thank still- him every day. <clears throat> Get up every day. And like Chris mentioned earlier in the podcast, when you're focusing on the blessings that you have, you're going to be less focused on other things that you don't have. And it's going to help eliminate these negative attitudes that people have. But it's important to maintain that relationship with Jesus at all times. But to also give him credit for the good times. Well, what I was going to say about about the good times too is like what we consider good times, if it's easy, if our job's going on, all this other stuff, it still may not find us peace. So it may prayer, not. We still find that the peace that brought us to the valley will help us on the mountaintop as well. You if gotta, your job is good and you're making a lot of money and you're driving a nice car and you got a nice house. Everything seems to be going That's great. not where you find your peace, though. So don't no, make that mistake. No, so don't think that that's is, what's delivering your peace. The peace is the relationship You've been with Jesus blessed. every day. Thank, Absolutely. No doubt about that. You should be very that. thankful for those. But you got to understand that your true peace is going to come through your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you try to fill that void with anything else, you are going to continue to be unhappy. You're going to come back around, hopefully, and realize, you know, all this was vanity. That's all it was. Well, the only look, true and lasting thing is Jesus. Before we wrap it up, I, I think you're getting ready to here shortly. I'm going to touch on Job here in a second. Okay, well, let's touch back on some of the things that we think fulfill again. Okay, yeah, remember. let's do that. I think let's, a lot of people uh, who have anxieties and worries and troubles, they may turn to drugs and alcohol yeah, and or right. both. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, some people, uh, they may gamble Uh there's a lot of negative ways. And I almost argue any way that you go that's not Jesus is probably a negative way. Yeah. It's not going to ultimately fulfill you. No, you're going to come away empty every time. I know of, uh, <clears throat> I've read a lot of different accounts of, of people who we would say were wealthy. I'm not going to call them successful just because they have money. Mm-hmm. But people with lots of money are just as miserable, if not more, than those people who have no, almost nothing. That tells us right there that there's no, happiness is, and, and fulfillment is never, ever going to come from possessions, material things. It's just not going to happen. Excuse me. What Have we defined what peace is? I haven't. Go ahead. No, I mean, I'm, I'm asking the question. I think peace is, peace is a, is a calmness you. within. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's an inner calm. It's... Uh, and again, I, I get that true peace when I stop and think about, well, you know, it's through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice that one day I have the hope of eternal life through him. And that causes me to have less anxiety. And that's that's yeah. the best way I can that's, describe that's a good peace. Way. It gives you a joy. It's comfort. Joy, peace, and, yeah, enjoy, peace and joy. Like, yeah, Many times they're mentioned in the same breath. They are. Yeah, just think of it as like flowing water of a creek, how it smoothly it goes that's a down. Good one. Okay. And then there, once in a while, it gets a little rapidy and a little rough. Or maybe a, a tree falls, or, <laughs> yeah. or there's a tanker spill, and oil goes and kills everything. But, uh, but yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Let's talk real quick before we wrap up tonight on Job and uh, how he never lost his commitment to God. And, you know, what, what's, what are some of the lessons that we can get from Job's example? So, just to give everybody a little bit of a background, if you've not done so, go back and read Job. It's a very good book. It is. Uh, Job basically, you guys correct me anywhere in the story, was very wealthy. God had blessed him tremendously. Family. With, family he had large flocks and, 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 and a great family and all this. And, and basically, Satan approached God and it's like, look at your servant. Or, or, God's like, 
hey, look at my 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 servant Job here. You know, um, he's he's got great faith, and basically Satan's like, well, you know why? It's because you've given him all this stuff. Like, let me go down there and take all this away from him, and I bet he'll curse you. Essentially, what happened is is God allowed Satan to do just that, to literally take everything from Job except for his for his life. I think his family was died. Yeah, his, his his wife lost his wife. everything. His wife remained. Now now Job. I think didn't he curse the fact that he was born, his very existence? But he never cursed God. He never, even with his wife, encouraged him. To oh do yeah, stuff. she's like she was at the. He's covered in boils. Yeah, he's miserable. Oh yeah, he's lost his his kids, his he has livestock, yeah. everything. He's taken away his company. She, she was encouraging like, him. You should curse God well, and you die. Finally, just curse him. Well, his friends were giving him down the road, also. Yeah. You know, like oh, we know you sinned. You've obviously done something. But, you know, here's the thing I take away from Job is that... It's like they did with Noah, right? <laughs> no. They, we got a podcast for that. No. But for all of all you out there who are, who are going through some, <laughs> some trials in life, uh, don't give up. Don't turn your back on God. You know, he, he's there through the good times and the bad. But that's the lesson I get from Job is that... I'll Life take, isn't always going to be great. No, and when I'll it's not, the, we have to still that. realize that we're blessed. And you know what? What did uh, God do to Job in the end? After he proved his faith, <clears> he gave. He doubled him, didn't he? Like he, he had more than he had before. I'll find that, and and a lot of times, like hardships in your life, that you'll find, and some of the ones that I've been through have brought me back to God. It is. It's a lesson. Yeah, I think our faith and our learn. can be. It's like almost being forged in a fire, Chris. It is. I think, like soldiers, they become stronger through the battle. I think as Christians, sometimes we can well, become stronger. Muscle too. Like yeah, it, it, it's, it's much like a muscle. Flex, the more you Let's get look, stronger through use. Who can we use an example out of that? Paul. There you go. Because you know, you, people. A lot of people think, oh, you become a Christian, your life's perfect now. Well, look at Paul. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that you're not going to suffer. Because Paul suffered. Well, most of, a what lot. Are we, whatever most of the apostles did, they did. But oh. Paul was stoned. He was shipwrecked two or three times. He was whipped. He was imprisoned, and eventually beheaded. And he never lost faith. His faith only built. It got Let's stronger. make no mistake. Nowhere does God tell us that this life is just going to be a bed of roses. It's a fallen world. Yeah, it's it's yeah. going to be hard, guys. Understand that, but also understand that you can get through it. Maintain your faith in God, and that's where you're going to find peace. Build your relationship with him. Talk to him every day. It is a relationship. I had a, every I had a, day talk to him. I had a friend who was going through some stuff, and I was like, just pray. Just pray. Just and pray. to me, it's very praying. He goes, Chris, I don't even know how to. And I just said what you said. Talk to him. That's it. I had an he older guy one time that I was talking with, and uh, he was going through some health issues. And we were talking about the power of prayer. And he's like, son, do you pray? And I'm like, yes, sir, I do. I pray every day. And he's like, the most important question, he's like, do you also listen? Yeah. Are you, do you have the antenna up? Are you, are you listening for God's response? That's important also. I can't remember who said it. Uh, prayer is our way to talk to God. The Bible is God's way to talk to us. Yeah. There you go. So if you don't spend time in the Bible, you're not listening to it. You got to read you your Bible. So, yeah. anyway, 
Good talk tonight, guys. I that hope that good. was helpful to our listeners. Jeremy, you'll take a second and kind of go over uh, the ways in which uh, <clears throat> some of our listeners can reach out to us. Yes. Um, we have a page on Facebook called Cousins for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, be happy if you would follow us and give us a rating. Leave a comment. Here's the thing. We can't see everyone right now on there. We don't I have can't see followers. anybody. No, we don't have that. And, and to... so the more followers you'll get, we'll be able to see who is all following us, is what's, all taking part. What's the number we need to reach just to be able to see? 100. 100. 100. But That's our next goal. We're at 67, so we want to hit And, and here's the thing. We love and appreciate everybody that's following. Yes. And I'd like to ask if you don't care, if it's not a problem for you, and if you don't want to understand. I'd love for you to just maybe respond in the comments and leave your your first name and, and where you're from. Yeah. Or just that would help hi. us get a better understanding yeah. of the reach that we're having. And like, uh, if we're, if we're doing a meaningful work here, if we're impacting some people in a positive way, but I would like, just love to know that. And if you oh, disagree yeah. with something too, please comment on that. We're here to, we're here oh, to yeah. learn, uh, just as much. So if there's, there's something that you can help us with, uh, we would greatly appreciate that. Or something you would like to hear us talk about. You know, if you have say, hey, I would love for y'all to talk about this, you know, suggest it on there. We will definitely try our best. Mm-hmm, sure and, will. And you can also find us, of course, on most of the major podcast networks like Apple Podcasts and Spotify is our most popular one. And so you can find us on there you know, or Facebook. Believe it or not, we, we actually approach this with humility. Even Chris and, and Jeremy do as well. I know it sometimes doesn't seem that sometimes. way. Sometimes. But, uh, but Yeah. <laughs> nice little parting shot for we got. I had to get that. Thank you, buddy. So what well, better uh, way to end this but with a prayer? Let's, let's, let's close out with a prayer. Dear Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you so much for gathering us here tonight, Lord, to discuss you and talk about your word, Lord. Please, Lord, help us go out there and help reach others and your word reach others, Lord, and, and help us glorify your name by using your word, Lord. And maybe that will go out and help others. And they may also go out and share your word, Lord, to glorify your name and draw others closer to you, Lord. Please, Lord, be with anybody out there that is not doing well and they're having a hard time mentally or physically, Lord. And please, Lord, help bring them healing and comfort, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.